Are you anxious for the work week? Do you lose some of your days off to worrying? Our new sponsor, Sunday Scaries, is here to help you take the edge off, chill yourself out, or endure lunch with your extended family. Sunday Scaries products are made with the highest quality, full-spectrum CBD sourced directly from family-owned hemp farms in Colorado. There's no THC in their products, so while you may experience a mild and calming euphoria, you won't get high. Head to bit.ly forward slash Kyle CBD and use code Kyle for 10% off each and every order. Now, this doesn't apply to subscriptions, but each and every time you check out, you can use the code Kyle. It's a multiple use code, saves you 10%, gives a massive kickback to the show. So head over to bit.ly forward slash Kyle CBD and use code Kyle at checkout. I love Sunday Scaries products and I hope you will too. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to a new episode of the Path to Partner podcast. My name is Kyle, and I'm joined here by my co-host, as always, Gnarly Nate. How are you today, Nate? Dude, I am doing fantastic. How are you doing? I am doing fantastic as well. Glad we could get this. We're going to do like kind of a, a double feature here tonight in our recording session. Uh, life got the best of both of us last week, so we're, we're getting together to do a back-to-back for everyone listening to chat. Today's episode is going to be about your outlook as a streamer. This is a very, very important thing, I, th- I think, in my opinion, when it gets to, you know, you got the technical side of streaming, but then I think... Maybe more importantly, I would argue, you have the outlook, which is how you present yourself on stream, what kind of energy you you know pass along on stream. I think a lot of people come by channels for that. What do you think, Nate? Oh, absolutely. I think Outlook's probably the most important thing over quality production, everything, because people stay for the broadcaster more than anything. And it really boils down to your outlook and how you uh, look at streaming as a whole. Yeah, I really, really hear that. I mean, especially in this day and age to get a fancy camera and computer. I mean, I'm not saying it's cheap and I'm not saying it's free, but uh, you you can save up that kind of money for it. And it's not, you know, it's very accessible entry level stuff nowadays to get a 1080p camera. But it's the like you just said, the personality and that kind of energy that you push on to chat like what. That's what they find value in to come to your stream, in my opinion. So we're going to talk about that today, how to keep a positive outlook. Uh, and and then we'll talk a little bit here about discussing controversial topics on stream. Both you and I have had things like this pop up recently. How do you navigate that kind of thing and more? So what's your, have any thoughts right off the bat? Anything recently that's, that's cropped up you care to discuss? Because I have a couple examples to throw out there. Oh, yeah. I mean, like out with Outlook in general, you just got to try to it. One thing is very demanding uh, emotionally and mentally to try to get on broadcast every single 40, 50 hours a week, every week or, you know, like just because you're a full time broadcaster or even, you know, whenever you do go live. So it's one of the things like you really got to keep your mind on it. And there's little things can uh, derail you uh, for your outlook any time uh, people coming in saying they don't want to watch you anymore want to unfollow you because a new games or you're not playing the same game that they're watching uh earlier there's there's a boatload of um little things to go here but i whatever or what do you have kyle well i i i, I think that's a i think that's a great one to start us off with because i've i've heard that uh before as well like the you and i may have already talked about this a little bit in past episodes you guys are gonna hear Nate and I bring things up in past episodes and kind of touch on them again and probably also forget if we ever brought them up. So apologies in advance for that sort of behavior. But uh, I, yeah, I, I've definitely seen that type of thing myself where someone 
maybe has followed you for a couple months and you want to branch out, right? Like, I don't, I don't think one person is really cut out to play one video game into infinity, right? You need a little variety in your life. But for some reason, it's an interesting concept on Twitch. Viewers don't always feel that way. And I'm not sure if it's because they're not playing the game themselves and they're watching you do it more or something that creates this like little disconnect where they... They want you to play it forever and always and never deviate, never stop doing what they love and always do it in this exact way that they love you doing it. Does it come down to people being afraid of change, you think? I honestly think it does. I mean, if you think about it, it's like, you know, we as as people, we are very we like familiarity and we love to, you know, have everything be the exact same at all times, which is impossible to really keep and harness because, you know, life goes on. Um, So I do I do think it comes down to, you know, the familiarity and like having that um, that comfortability, knowing it's the same thing. But at the same time, as a broadcaster, we do have if we can't play a game forever. Mm -mm. If, say, Dan's gaming or one of these really large broadcasters out there that are like these mega broadcasters, they only played one game all the time they can ride the wave for a certain amount of time but at a certain point if you want to keep your mental state happy you do kind of have to branch out and play a few different things to try to you know find the the joy and the love and to not turn this into uh such a job or a like a tedious task this is kind of why i wanted to put this this one uh like this idea of like some of these struggles right at the top of it like you know we're talking about positive outlook so why do we dive into a negative because it's got such a a strong dichotomy to it where it's like if you Continue playing a game you're not in love with. That will make you unhappy. But if you also drastically shift and people kind of rub it in your face or even just make it very noticeable, they don't want you playing that game, the new game, that can make you unhappy. So how the hell do you balance these two polar opposite ideas? Do I play this game I'm bored with until I die? People will be kind of happy with it that I'm doing it. But I'm not happy. But then if I switch, then they're unhappy. So how do you balance it? And it's, I think, something that both you and I, even right this second, like right, I'd say now in both of our Twitch careers, we're both kind of struggling with that idea of like getting back into branching out into some other games, trying not to lose an established audience. But also we need it for our own mental well-being, I guess. You know, we we want to feel good about we want to feel good and energized about starting up the stream every day. And that's very important. You need to have that positivity and and excitement to actually start it up each day, I think. I totally agree. I think that's one massive thing. Um, Like another thing I definitely noticed is when you try to branch out and play different games, if you do do something way too drastic, say we're playing, we're Elder Scrolls broadcasters. Mm And we go from Elder Scrolls to, I don't know, Roblox. It's such a drastic change that people aren't going to be happy with it. What I've learned is there's there's definitely ways of uh, like uh, kind of moving, shifting, but you kind of stay in the same type of genre. So like, I actually think we talked about this in the last podcast or one of the podcasts before. I like to play games that are like you know, medieval based or something along those yep. that keeps us very uh, keeps me interested and it's new. It's fresh. It's exciting because it really does come down to it where if you if we're not having fun, you guys aren't having fun. If, you know, like or your community is not having fun. And that's one thing we definitely need to 
be weary about as broadcasters. Oh, it's so palpable. People can definitely tell if you're not having fun. That's the you and I just talked about this off air that uh, people really know when you're not having a good time. And so you and I were just talking about like when when do you take a day off? When do you take like that mental health day that you need to just relax? And and this is a job unlike many others. So if your friends, let's say you're not a full-time streamer yet, and your friends at work might be saying, oh, you know, you're going to go full-time playing video games. That's so easy, blah, blah, blah. Well, one thing to keep in mind is this is a job that you are putting on a kind of larger-than-life uh representation of yourself not saying that you're always changing your personality on twitch but you have to amplify it right because that's what i think all entertainment is you kind of have to just you're you're on right there's cameras there's lights there's you're reading chat you're being active you're playing a video game there's a lot of that happening all at the same time if there's tech problems you're the expert you're fixing it all of that happens and so it can be very easily mentally fatiguing uh, to, to be in these situations. And I think that's what's kind of hard about it. I've noticed that that has been a little bit harder as a full-time streamer because we get more time on camera where before it was four hours a day. I still love it with all my heart. Like that's not the debate here. I love it. But it, it can be, when you're doing it so often, I think it's kind of hard to find that bliss, that like a pure elation or excitement, ecstatic point where you're really in the zone when you're online more often. And this is where we kind of divert the conversation just a little bit and talk about how you kind of deal with the things in chat that might be bringing you down on occasion. Because as much as in the past episodes, we've talked about how chat can be really great and how to protect yourself from trolls and things like that. You sometimes get those kind of controversial topics that can bring the mood down. And they come out of the best of places sometimes. You know, you could just be having a great time with your chat for the last four hours. And then something comes up. Like for me the other day, it was bringing up that there was a new iPhone coming out. Shame on me for bringing up that topic because I got in trouble for, uh, well, I guess I guess I got in trouble. I, I didn't get yelled at. I, I didn't get anyone being super feisty with me so much as in general, they were upset that people would buy an iPhone full stop. It was like, wait, this is a conversation that's not going to go anywhere well. I don't see a positive outlook uh, at the end of this this conversation. I don't think everyone in chat's going to abandon their iPhones just because someone wants to argue that Android is better. Uh, have you have you run into those recently? Any sort of you know polarizing debates like that? Yeah, I mean, there's always polarizing <laughs> debates because when you have like thousands of people that come in per day, and <clears throat> sooner or later you're going to have a conflict of interest. So, but I recently was um, working with another broadcaster. She is a larger ESO broadcaster. And she actually did a really good way of deterring it, too. Ooh. Like, someone said something that was a very, uh, wow, you should have not said that. And she, in an instant, like, like without skipping a beat, like, nothing happened, changed the topic, and the whole chat flew a different way. And that's... That's another thing is it's really picking and choosing battles. Like mm-hmm. there's there's some th- certain things you learn through common sense and being on the internet where you can see like, okay, this is bringing down the chat. And th- there's some circumstances that you you do need to address and you're going to have to step to a plate and, uh, you know, take it head on because like say someone has a bad day or something along those lines 
one of the biggest things I do is I'm like, oh, I'm so, so like, like, oh, like I'm using example, like my dog died. I'm like, I'm so sorry to hear that, man. Like, you know, everyone gives the condolences. Mm-hmm. Once people start going on a little bit more and a little bit more and you can see that your your the 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 flow, the energy of your channel is kind of sucking down. That's when you, you need to be like, I am always like, oh, yeah, well, you know, just message me and we can do that. But I. For, for the most part, everyone has their own opinions, like kind of change gears when it comes to anything in chat, like the iPhone. Everyone has their own opinions about stuff. Some people will like a game, a certain game. They will love it. And other people will hate it and want you to end up hating it because they hate it. Mm-hmm. So it's one of those things where the perspective's a little different. So you want to try to like figure out what it's like. It's literally like the biggest limbo in the world. You're trying to like dodge and duck under and trying to make everyone happy while doing it. Um, and sometimes you just can't, but it's sometimes the best thing to do is almost pretend it's not there, say hey, and then skip <laughs> over it, I guess. I don't know. Like, I don't know how you deal with it, Kyle, but. Well, that's what I want to get better at myself is, is, um, there, it, this, this brings up a much larger conversation. Maybe this is the perfect time to kind of dive into it or at least start, but. I don't want to say that the streamer's always right. That's I don't that's not something I believe in. But I also don't think that a, anyone in chat, this is my opinion even as a as a viewer, right? I don't want to walk into someone's channel to tell them they're wrong. You know, I have no problem if they're asking a question to try and give some input if I especially if I know the answer to it, I'm like, "Hey, here's a thing. This is the date that this is coming out, blah 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 blah." But when it comes down to such an opinionated thing, I I think I think the viewer or the, the person that's writing this is always in the wrong. If they want to impose their views and for no other reason than have it be an opinionated thing that they want to be right. And it brings up this weird thing as a streamer where then if you've got someone that's trying to impose their view, how do you handle that? Because one of the two is you shut them down for having an opposing view. And sometimes like you're saying, it's it's the very right thing to do. Like if it's racism or whatever, you know, saying that sort of thing's not tolerated. We don't believe in that. Like you're not welcome here with that attitude. You need to change it, blah, blah, blah. That's an appropriate time to step in and just shut that sort of thing down. But if it's something as silly as an iPhone versus Android debate, that gets a lot harder because I, I personally stand in the middle. I'm an, I'm an iPhone fan myself, but I'm actually considering going Android in a year or two. However, I don't think that either party is right or better than one another. They're just people like them for different reasons. Um, and without going into what those reasons are, it's just one of those things that like people could fight it until they're blue in the face. And when I said this last guy was, we were actually planning for you and I are doing a charity event this weekend. And so I said, you know what? This isn't a good conversation for us to spend time on. There's no winner here. I'm like, there's dogs out there in need. We're going to be doing a charity this weekend. I think anyone that's looking to have this debate should go instead, search up a local charity and try and help with that. And I tried to like dissuade them that way. Now, I think one thing to bring up here is, is we have this in the show notes too, is like if, if people don't like your shutdown temps, whatever they are, um, I like to empower the viewer or the, the streamer in, in these podcasts and say, you can feel free to set something up with you and your mods where if someone's not taking the move on cue, like you're saying, ah, you know, this this conversation's wrapped, basically. And if they're not doing it, they're continuing to fight it. You should feel free to time out if you think that's appropriate. I think that's a little bit too harsh for me most of the time. So the one I'll go for is I'm not going to read your message. 
Now, usually mods in my chat will time out, especially if the person is fighting another chat member. My mods will kit my cue, so they'll see me say, ah, we're not having this conversation. If two people keep fighting about it or, you know, they're arguing too adamantly for this channel, uh, my mods might say, hey, you were told to move on. You guys need to stop it. And then if it doesn't work from there, my mods like to dual time out. They'll time out both parties that are fighting for it. Because sometimes, I think we, as you and I know very well, it's too easy to get too heated on the internet. But I think sometimes it's about extremely stupid stuff. I think my silliest that I wanted to share is I had someone in chat try and pull me into an argument about the sales numbers of flashlights and if they have gone down since phones have come out. <laughs> what the hell is that argument about? And I was going with it. Like I was sharing my view and I'm like, wait a second. This is stupid. None of us have numbers. Why are we? I'm like, why, why did you bring this up? First of all, person in chat, what is this? And why am I engaging in it? Cause you could just be reading chat and flowing along. And then you wind up in a cesspool like that. It's so. it, it. That's like, then that's, that's where the outlook comes out is <clears throat> when you have stuff like that, if you let them, like if they can see it whittling you down when they're having like, you know, trying to poke fights and start arguments mm -hmm. and stuff like that. But as long as you keep your head up and like you, you like, you know, smile and then kind of move on. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. And I definitely think the approach that <laughs> Kyle takes there because you, you sometimes you don't know who started it. But, there, you know, people are egging on people. Yep. And then you, you almost have to do a dual timeout because if not, it shows that you're showing like, what was it called? Um like uh favorite like you're favoriting one person over the other and that's kind of like a thing so you, you it's it's a definitely a very hard situation because there's some people that definitely are in the internet that just want to argue on the internet and mm -hmm. that, that's normal but yeah and sometimes people can get it and uh you can definitely start that in twitch very easily and I think it's something that it really depends on who you are as a streamer, right? Some people love that sort of argument in chat. Like, it really depends on who you are. Why I like this conversation is because I, my chat's outlook is to be positive. We want to have this environment where people are friends and that they're coming here to feel better after maybe a miserable work day or whatever. Like, they're coming here to relax, unwind, and, and chat with friends. And that's that weird thing where as the streamer you kind of do become the babysitter right it's a play date and everyone's together but tommy punched jimmy and 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 uh, yeah it's just a little bit of a, you know it's a little scuffle but like how do you handle that because again they came to have fun but someone did something they shouldn't have and now you got to deal with it and i think you'll see this almost at, at least once at every level on twitch whether you're a big streamer a just starting out streamer we talked about before those kind of vampires that stalk the bottom of the twitch directories and they love to do stuff like this too like they know not to cross that line like we discussed but they still like to make other people feel bad so actually this kind of ties in perfectly with last week's episode of like there are those people that like to cause that upset and they like to make that stir. And like you just said, there's people on the internet that just want to have a miserable time and they want other people to feel bad too or some, something like that. And it really depends on what your channel is about and that will dictate how you handle that situation. Because for us, it's like, well, we want to kind of de-escalate. But this is where, like I said earlier, I have a bad habit. It's my perpetual self-project that I need to just 
not read some of those messages and move on, but I can't help but insert my opinion. That's my, I'm, I'm bearing all to chat or to, to the listeners today. Now, I want to ask you, Nate, what did that streamer you mentioned earlier, did they read that person's argument? Like the one you said that they just moved on and changed direction. Did they read it? Did they ignore it from the start? Like, can you give us a little bit more context on how they masterfully handled that? That was in voice chat. Um, it was one of the community members and we were wow. playing with the, one of the community members. It was, it was originally a few streamers and the community members got, or it was a streamer and mods and then some community members went in, but it was, it was one of the most graceful things ever. It, it would, I, I think it would actually be harder to move on from it because in chat, it's physically there. So yes. if someone's like five minutes later, like, wait, what did, what did Tommy Pickle say again? They scroll up and they're like, oh, this, this guy said this. Are you kidding me, man? Like, you know, so it's a little bit harder to really adjust what's going on when it's in chat. Um, yeah, no, the graceful, the way that the way that she handled it was she just switched conversations right away. Didn't have to do it. I do think it's a little, I seen the streamer have to deal with topics like this. And, um, and uh like chat before and she's did it pretty well she just kind of changed it or like she'll she'll like i think i or i saw this and i was watching she was sitting there she read it and i saw she read it and then she read you know saw what was going on she and then she like sat mm-hmm. there for a second and looked over to the corner of the screen and then the person was uh banned for time or 10 minutes or timed <laughs> off for 10 minutes and then went back like nothing happened so it really kind of boil. I think it boils down to how you handle it. See, yeah. when I handle some certain situations, if someone comes in, they're very negative. I'm just like, what's the matter, man? Like, are you having a bad day? Is everything good? Or when someone's like in there, just ripping on games or the other day, someone was like, oh, I really love sword art online anime. And oh. someone's like, that's crap. And I'm like, dude, just because you don't like it and someone else likes it, you don't have to rain on their parade because they like it. You know, this is like a, a cool place. And usually when I say that, they kind of like see themselves out. And I never have too many people really do it because at the end of the day, you are literally a you are the focal point of your broadcast. The game is not it's you then the game. And then, you know, then, you know, they're commenting on it. So when you, the streamer usually tells them to do it, and if you do it like with a stern type of way, sometimes they do it. Other times they don't. But for the most part, if you just give them a talking to in front of like, I don't know, 150 <laughs> people, that's when they're like, oh, OK, I should probably uh, not be a weirdo right now. <laughs> I find it such a hard like, God, this is one of those episodes that I wish I wish we had an on call like psychologist to just sit here and like p- bounce questions off of because people I find, like you said, a-, a lot of them will see themselves out. Right. Not people don't love to be critiqued or scolded in front of their peers. Right. And and especially in this age of Twitch where it's like, well, Nate scolded me. I can just go to the stream right next door and I'll have fun. And you and I both know a couple people that have said that to us in chat before. <laughs> we one one person in particular that said to us, like, you told me to stop having this conversation. I'm going to watch this other streamer and just boop, left. And and it's a crazy, we're going to have a, a next conversation about kind of like Twitch etiquette and stuff like that. We'll have that in the future. But I've been seeing more of that kind of behavior of like, I, I don't. I guess people kind of siloing themselves. Like, if streamer doesn't share all of my opinions, I'm going to leave. And it could be really hard as a streamer to handle that sort of situation, especially like you brought up so eloquently earlier that it's if it's written in chat, it's going to stay there. And so it's kind of an elephant in the room. And again, it brings us back to that 
you know, we started earlier talking about the 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 separation, the black and white of like, I don't enjoy this game, but if I move, people aren't going to like me. This is kind of very similar. It's a parallel to it. It's like, well, if I don't address this situation, I'm I'm not maybe doing my job, right? Like there's this weird, uncomfortable thing sitting there. But if I address it, I risk losing somebody from chat because they're not going to like my input on it. And especially I think as a new streamer, that's a really hard thing to choose between. Yeah, I've heard um, and there was another there's like kind of another self-help type of uh, broadcaster out there. And he actually said something amazing. He was like he because like and here's the thing is if your views and it's going to be more affecting to a smaller broadcaster, a person on the cusp of becoming a partner or like getting to the point where they're they're consistently having hundreds and hundreds of views on their channel every single day. Because one view does mean a lot. It can make a world of difference. Yeah. but one thing is, is you got to realize that people out there are your your opinions aren't going to align with everyone's opinions and their opinions are not going to align with yours. So when you do lose someone like that, I would never chop it up as a loss. It's it's more of a in that that's one thing with the outlook. You really got to understand is that mm-hmm. some people are just very like you you wouldn't want them in your channel anyways, even if you could salvage that they could potentially cause more problems later down the line. So it's one of those things where they're going to be like, well, I'm going to get up and leave because our views don't line. I wouldn't take it too much to heart. And that's where like the the whole like outlook and stuff like my outlook is very like, okay, like I'm probably right for the vast majority, but there's definitely people I'm not right for. And that's why I'm trying to like skim over it and try to, you know, you got to like, that's where you got to like really like it's it's hard because it's a direct reflection on us. So when someone's like, oh, I'm just going to or like, or like when there's people that came from your channel to my channel, Kyle, that are like, <laughs> well, I was banned in Kyle's channel. What'd you say? I said this, you're banned. You, or, uh, time, don't say those things, man. You can't do it. You know, like those type of things where, and it, it's going to, it's going to hit you. It's a direct reflection of yourself. The broadcast is everything you create, all your content. It's a direct reflection of yourself, but it's one of those things where you, as you go on, the more you learn, the more you progress in here, you can definitely move out and you, you kind of get a thicker skin when it comes down to it. Yeah, I think you nailed it right there. And, you know, we have enough time. Uh, let's I think we may have enough time in this episode, Nate, to actually kind of start the conversation about values. We were going to break that out to be a separate episode, but maybe this kind of turns into a little bit of outlook and values. Um, the, I want to kind of wrap up some of this that we had in the notes here before um, before we do that. But it's it's going to should be an easy segue. Uh, so one of the things I wanted to write is or wanted to call out was to know if a debate is worth winning. Again, back to the Android iPhone debate. Who in the room is going to die if someone chooses an iPhone? No one. Oh, interesting. That's fascinating. Okay, so it doesn't have any weight to it. Who's going to die if they choose Android? No one? Okay, great. Well, then it's just opinions, and you're welcome to share why you like one of the two, but you're not in my chat welcome to, you know, explain why Tommy's an idiot for choosing an iPhone. <laughs> that's that's not a debate worth winning, and it's not conversation that I want going on in my chat. So again, back to the feel free to shut those conversations down if they do come up. And I think that's something I'm going to work on a little bit more is trying not to even... I don't want to say not provoke those conversations, right? Because I think as a streamer, uh, and it being our personality, it's being magnified, we should be talking about things we're passionate about, right? Um especially if it's technology. You know, you and I are big techie people, and, and so those phone conversations fall right in our sphere. But I guess it's the, it's knowing if a conversation has an, any sort of positive outcome to it or if it's just like a net negative, 
conversation. And if it's that, you should shut it down and move on and, and go on. Don't don't get sucked into debating the sales of flashlights in America if, if phones have changed that at all. Don't be that silly person like I almost got sucked into that time. Know if it's something that's in your wheelhouse to debate and stuff like that. And if you want to have those debates, you can also feel free to set up the boundaries for it. But I think this one ties right into it to, to, to move on to values a little bit. That again, like I said earlier, this is what's going to dictate how you approach these conversations. Are you someone that is streaming just for the lulls? Are you streaming just to get reactions out of people in chat? You know, do you want your chat to be almost more emote based where people are just going, you know, sharing lol emotes and stuff like that? Or are you someone that values an actual round table discussion in chat you know is that something you enjoy that that's kind of more where i fall on the spectrum um what do you have any thoughts about this off the before we even dive deeper nate like values what does that kind of mean to you like values to me is just like how i want to how what direction do i see my channel going mm -hmm. what do i want it to represent how do i want it to represent me and my brand so i'm i I'm more I'm I'm a little bit more rounded than you like emotes are fine like spam some emotes if we're doing some crazy stuff or like whatever but you know if when it's time to sit down and we're having a serious conversation then yeah you know then it gets serious and it's more in depth and we have a little bit more conversation and that's more meaningful about certain topics that are going on in the world right now and um just when it comes down to everything I the way I look at it is what you it's weird because it's like, you know, how people say like you dress for the job you want. It's mm -hmm. almost like you act the way you want your stream to be like, you know, you you have the ability to control it for the most part. I've seen some people that literally you go into their channel and like someone uh, they're like, yeah, my chat's just out of control. Like, you know, thank you for being so nice because my chat's just wild. And it's like that is not something I would want. So I think that it definitely your value set the tone of your stream. I, I, I agree immensely. And I think you and I are actually probably closer than not. And I, I, that's my bad. I did a bad comparison there. When I mentioned the emotes, I was thinking more like... Um Oh, like, you know, like the big broadcasters where you only see uh, better Twitch TV emotes flying yeah, through the channel. Yeah, it's like, like no they, conversation. Right. <laughs> it's, it's all about... Uh, I hate to say it this way because I'm not trying to peg them like this, but like... Raj Patel or someone like that. It's, it's a more malicious, like, let's laugh at someone, not with someone style chat, if that makes sense. And I'm not critiquing them as a broadcaster so much as saying, like, there are, or or like an Asmongold or anyone like that. It's a chat that's built around kind of negative reactions to things, not discussions, just like, let's point and laugh. If, and I don't mean that, again, to sound too critical. That's just my easiest way of summarizing it. And that's why I'd say you and I, we're actually right on the same page as each other because we do vast we, we do switch between let's have just some fun and make some sexual jokes on stream versus like 10 minutes later we might be having a detailed conversation about religion or ghosts or like whatever the heck it comes up to be but we have a very respectful conversation right like our our things aren't about pointing and laughing and, and demeaning other people and and although I I'm on that side of like let's let's hear everyone's voice as long as it's a kind ish conversation I'm all about it, but I'm also not sitting here criticizing anyone that wants to be 
kind of that lol streamer that just wants to have a more toxic community and do that, that makes a lot of money. How can I sit here and critique it? I mean, I critique it on a moral front, I guess. Like, it's not what I want to watch. But, like, at the same time, it's still a very valid business method. So, yeah, I mean, one thing that um, I got uh, someone tweeted me out on um, Reddit and uh, 4chan so I got raided by a lot of those type of people oh. and I easily could have actually kept it up like they came in trying to troll and they ended up loving the channel and stuff and actually there for about I'd say a week it was pretty much like that and donations are rolling in and they're saying like you know like I, I, I think I had like a backward hat so they're calling me Chad the whole time and like which it was okay. It actually was bad. It was like they're kind of laughing at me, but with me type of thing. And it's very successful revenue. Like if, if there's any way you can make it, there's a lot of broadcasters that literally went from like one follow all the way to like a million follows in two years just by being the point of conversation. I mean, like Greek God, like Raj Patel, um, they're all those type of people definitely have a very lucrative career in this. And it's lasting for the most part, but um but after like after a while of like kind of having it it was like kind of one of those things where it's like i just didn't want that like i miss having where we have i can have like 300 400 people in chat where i actually have real conversations about stuff and like you know instead of it just being like people donating stuff and putting like l underscore l underscore with the voice bot like saying stuff or whatever so I much rather have a meaningful chat, but like I said, it comes down to you. It really does. Like, there's no shame in that because it pay it makes the money of this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I like that you took us in that way because you were getting where I exactly wanted to go. It's that idea, like you and I both watch and enjoy watching Casey Tron's content, where people do donate large amounts of money to call her out as a slut. I don't believe she is a slut. I think uh, she very much plays this very ditzy character. But it's that kind of question. You, I, I don't think it's fair for anyone out there to critique her for it. Like, I know a lot of people are quick to harass her, right? Like, it, um, I'd say sane business-minded people are very quick to call her out as, she's just an internet, like a booby streamer. Well, but she's a very smart streamer who plays up the angle of being a booby streamer, right? She has all these people donating large amounts of money just so she can sit on the camera and go, <laughs> all day long like <laughs> is she making close to the amount of money you work busting your ass well if she's making close to it and she's just sitting there wearing you know a crop top style thing or like a you know low cleavage style thing and she's just going <clears throat> and she's licking dorito dust off, or cheeto dust i'm sorry off of her fingers and she's making close to your salary you can't really critique like you're busting your ass she's sitting there doing that and that is the very, you know, that's one of those extreme cases of someone who makes a lot of money to be the butt of the joke. And like you just said, can you can you emotionally afford to be the butt of the joke? Because it is taxing. I, I tried to play up that angle for a while. I think it was last fall, actually, last October, I tried to do that. It was really hard for me. And... It did not transition audiences very well. People that had come for one type of humor did not like trying to shift the humor at all. It, it's it. Have you ever tried to do that? Have you ever tried to shift humor mid mid thing? It sounds like you might have around that event, but have you actually made that conscious shift ever? Like, what do we mean by shifting humor? Like, well, go explain. Shifting. So in that case, it was me moving more towards like me being the butt of the joke sort of thing. Whereas I would say right now, my stream is about 
so I guess before I would say chat was laughing at me in that case. And that was an intentional shift on my part. Like I was like, okay, we're going to change up this humor a little bit. We're going to have people laugh at me versus I'd say right now we have more people laughing at a conversation, not at the streamer's expense. Have you ever tried to make any sort of shift <laughs> like that ever? Uh, I mean, the shift with the 4chan and the Reddit raids mm -hmm. were more they started making fun of me and then I started making fun of them. And then that return, they were making fun of their own people. But that that's, you know, so like kind of like a malicious way of thinking. But um, for the most part, those people that come into those type of things and watch, they're not really loyal. They, no. they, they there's no loyalty in it. It's not a real. Th th that's one of the things is I have I have another friend that lives in my city, Twitch partner, um, very large, been on the platform for five years, makes over three thousand subs, and he has an average of three hundred to five hundred people in the channel at all times. And then I look at some of these people that are broadcasting that are making fun of and they have thousands, like 2000 people in there and just people rifling off, making fun, doing all this other stuff. And like you can't read their chat, but then you see their sub goal and it's like at a thousand. So this guy's making like three, four times the amount of subs that this one is. So it really is like it, it could be an easy way and a quick way to fame. But the thing is, is like the faster comes, the easier it goes. But I've never yeah. have been able to really I like I can't really relate on this because I like as soon as I stop like feeding the trolls and being like, yeah, you know, like making fun back at them, pointing fun and like taking it and like not letting it affect me. Like they just left as soon as I like just kind of went back and took a serious and like started playing video games and kind of ignoring like because it, it it wore down on me emotionally, man. When someone comes in and like even though like they don't know you from anything and they're going to try to make jokes anyways and like but. It just, it just weighs you down too much. Yeah, I, I think that this is why this exactly fits under, I think, the umbrella of values, because how, how do you react to that? How do you let your chat react to you? What kind of abuses are you willing to take in the name of fame and stuff like that? Again, you know, looking at someone like a Casey Tron or something who makes herself the butt of the joke and does stupid stuff, she makes a lot of money off of it. But is it, you know, is it emotionally worth it? And that's not something we can answer for any listener out there. That's definitely something you have to do. You will have to kind of, again, set up these values that will start framing the conversations. Like some of my values for my community are we're going to promote a positive and empowering space for people to share their stories. And and what do those do when you say it's going to be powering? I'm sorry, empowering and positive. Well, that does cut out the segment of the community that wants to be belittling and trolling right those two are at conflict those i, I should say yeah the, the, that side of the spectrum conflicts with the value set out and so another one i have in there for values my community is like having a family sort of environment where people can have fun together um again doesn't really work with a belittling attitude those two things are at odds so i and, and it's fair that you can't exactly relate to it in um what I want to say, an intentional shift so much as yours was thrust upon you for that week or two. But but how we handle those things are related to our values. You, you, you're like you're saying, you enjoy not having that kind of community circle you, you know, the ones that want to harass. And I agree very much like I I'd rather share the joke with the chat than be the butt of the joke for chat, if that helps kind of yeah and it it's one of those things too where i when even those some few of those people still come in every once in a while especially now that i'm doing a lot better 
um, they come in and then like they try to do it where they're like, hey, what's up, fatty or something like that. And then like community that's built now that's around like more like a positive environment that's still like, you know, we're kind of vulgar, kind of fun, kind of on the edge. But we're not like we never attack each other in any way, shape or form. And then like someone says it and the community is like, who is this guy? Who do you think he is to come in and say this type of stuff? So definitely like oh, trying yeah. to like find your feet on it, but try to make a wise decision on what you want to do. Because another thing with a lot of these huge broadcasters that do this is the video when i went to e3 the video game um the video game devs everyone else doesn't respect anyone like that so it's a very fine line it depends on what you want to do and how you want to go about it because if you are one of those type of people the video game people kind of they'll, they'll give you a code because you're popular but they they'll they're more like they much rather give a code to someone that has like 100 200 average viewers than someone that has like 10,000 viewers that it's just like random stuff being thrown out all the time so it's definitely like that's where like it aligns with your values you figure out what you want to do how you want to determine yourself how you want to make yourself and then it can be the internet's a little bit smaller than what everyone thinks it is really when it comes to full-time broadcasting or making this a job so 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 true i love that you said that and i love that you shared that that anecdote about of them not respecting that kind of thing as much again we're not here to tell you what to do with your stream in that regard you know you have to find your own humor and your own niche and the worst thing you can do i think would be to try and fit yourself into a niche that doesn't work for you it's not to say don't explore it but i i you know you i I wouldn't say just listen to kyle and nate talk and okay, what they're suggesting is completely contrary to who I am as a person. Let me try it. Probably not going to work out that well for you. You know, you got to let your genuine personality show through on stream. I think that's what's going to get you the best results. But also, keep in mind, like I mentioned earlier, I think it's really hard to transition between those type of things. Going from being the butt of the joke to trying to share a joke with chat you know, whether you want chat to disrespect you for fun or respect you to be a family sort of environment, those two don't translate well. You know, I, I don't like if you could you imagine Casey Tron at this point in her career trying to become a real serious family oriented streamer? Do you think that would like how the hell would that pan out? Because it doesn't I don't think it would go very well for her. <laughs> it wouldn't. But I would love to be a part of that. <laughs> Me too. I'm not going to lie. I want to see it. But I, I <laughs> can you get those people there that are like drastically at odds for each other? I think the thing one of the things that we know as MMO streamers is MMORPG players often want to have themselves a family environment. A lot of them or at least the ones that we attract. That's not to say that there aren't memers out there in the community. And I mean the more malicious ones. We know some that hang out in our community anyway. So it's not to say they're not there ever, but I I find myself, I, I get a lot of people that come because they like the positivity. They like that we're, you know, and they very much share between you and I in audiences. Um, they like that we're, we care about what they're doing and try and keep tabs on their life and know relatively where they're from and stuff like that you know they they enjoy that versus going into a chat that's like wow you suck at playing the game what a shit streamer you know that that is a valid type but it's not the values for me so i think that's one of the things you need to do as a streamer that's early on is kind of set up what path you want to go down because those people don't tend to be the same people i don't think anything else you want to talk about with values nate uh, I'm pretty good on that one. Well, we're about at the end of this episode anyway, so this is kind of a kind of a good place to do it. Oh, last thing I guess we should talk about that ties back in Outlook is numbers. 
uh, you get people that stalk their numbers. <laughs> We're talking numbers. I mean, view count. And this is this is a big debate. And I guess it's a perfect like nightcap to this episode <clears throat> is to say that I hear a lot of people say, don't watch your numbers because they'll get you down. And I think you and I share a lot of similar opinions on this, that both you and I are very analytical people. We like to see our numbers and see what's going on. Maybe not midstream, but at least afterwards, we like to analyze our Twitch stats and things like that. Um, do you do you have thoughts on that? Like, where do you stand with reviewing numbers and stuff for streams? I I love it. Um, <laughs> the reason why is like you do have to you do have to worry about it. Like, I wouldn't worry over the minuscule parts. Like, especially like, as a smaller broadcaster, I think it could just eat you up because the difference between like seven and five like average views is a massive, and you will eat yourself. You'd be like, well, I don't understand it because there's two people weren't here these hours or whatever. And it could really eat you up. But um, I'm a huge number person. So like Same. recently, the last couple weeks, um, I've I've taken I got sick. I took a little bit of time off and I went back to variety casting. And I just like just for the time being to try to get my head off ESO before really going back into a full force for the fall. And I haven't been looking at my numbers. And then I realized uh, because I didn't look at my numbers, they have been hurting really bad because I'm not trying as hard, I guess, because. I'm a very analytical person, so I want to be watching numbers, mm -hmm. watching them. But that may not work for everyone. Like, this is when I was a smaller broadcaster before I got to this peak. It ate me up every time I saw a dip, and it would be one day of a dip. Which, you know, one day, it's like, who knows? Like, everyone wanted to go out for Taco Tuesday and right. had too many margaritas, so they couldn't yeah. watch your content. So, um, it's one of those things where that that is a very risky one, uh, especially because me and Kyle definitely like analytics. So, um, I don't know. That's that's a very it's a very touchy one. I would I would say definitely monitor your numbers. Make sure you know where you stand, what content you're putting out. If you're trying something new, you know, gauge if it works or not and stuff along those lines. But it's it's really kind of I, I gotta leave this one to Kyle for sure because I think he's a little bit better with these numbers. Oh, I don't I don't know that I am. I mean, I, I actually once had uh you guys probably you won't know her, but I, I had Eliza once tell me, one of my community managers tell me to stop watching the numbers. And this is just about a month or so back because things do happen. I mean, this is this is the this is the kumbaya part of it where we say like you said, Taco Tuesday happens. I've had a weekend before. The one I very well remember though it happens, you know more often than I'm calling out. But I remember having a specific weekend where I was like, where is everybody? Turns out for some weird reason, everyone went out of town that weekend. I don't know why. It wasn't a holiday weekend. Everyone was just out of town. I don't know if they synced up their calendars, but everyone went out of town. And so I had like lower viewership that weekend as one would expect when people are traveling. So just know that stuff does happen. I would agree with you. I think keep eyes on your numbers in certain ways. Um, I think numbers are very helpful when you're looking at different games to play, too. I think that's probably the best time to utilize numbers. Or if you're going to experiment with something different going on in chat that night. Uh, if you're going to play... I mean, there's downsides to playing games that involve inviting all your chat members on board. That'll probably show up in your numbers, you know? Minecraft is one of those games that everyone has it. So if you invite all of your chat to play with you, guess what's not going to be happening in your chat? Conversation. Everyone will be in playing Minecraft with you. So there are reasons to keep tabs on numbers because, unfortunately, even though there's value in saying don't stock your numbers or don't worry about numbers, Twitch only cares about numbers. That is the only thing the platform is driven on. They are only just now really starting to implement any kind of meaningful 
algorithm to promote your stream based on what content it contains. You know, YouTube's been doing that for years, right? If you watch this video, you will like this person. Only Twitch has been doing that for what two months now, three months, something like that. It's, it's, yeah, I think that I think they just finally rolled out officially the uh, suggested, and I can't remember what the algorithm is. I think it's like if a couple people they watch the channel you watch, um, and they watch your channel heavily, I think it recommends it to you. I don't really remember how it works. Um, I need to look into it, but same. yeah, they just recently rolled it out. But it's it's like what Kyle said about the numbers with Twitch. The companies care about numbers, too. So if you get to the point where you're looking at sponsorships and stuff like that, yeah. they look at your numbers. Well, everyone looks at your numbers. So definitely be cautious of your numbers. Watch your numbers. Do what make like if you're going to apply for, I don't know, some chair company to sponsor you or a headphone or keyboard. You want to make sure you pad those numbers for that month because you usually have like a two week to a month view, like, you know, review. And that's when they decide if you are like what their money, their money person or not. And so it's definitely one of those things where you, you, we want it. We all want to be those people that are like, yeah, don't worry. Don't worry. Don't worry about the numbers. You'll be all right, man. You know, just play what makes you happy. (laughs) But you do have to like, you have to watch the numbers. If you, if you're taking this serious, you want to actually live off of this because there's such a small percentage of us that live off of this you have to watch numbers so so true so you as the listener out there kind of have to weigh how you view your numbers you can't let them destroy you but you shouldn't in my professional opinion and i am a full-time streamer like nate is so i can say i'm a professional in our professional opinion you do have to pay attention to them as well. You cannot just throw them in the corner and let the, you know, ignore that they exist. It's the unfortunate truth. But what I would recommend, and this is this is way easier recommended than than done. But if you're feeling down about them, I, I like to use that time. Like if I ever look at my numbers, I'm like, oh man, that's not looking great. I try to come up with something new I can do or something I was doing before that I can jumpstart to do it. Like maybe, for example, I've been really inactive on Twitter this last week or something and I see my numbers are down. Well, you know what? Maybe I'll pump a little bit more energy into Twitter the next week, too. It's not Twitch, but it helps get your name out there. You know that again, we're going to have to do a whole episode about doing like social media and all that. But Still, you can find these other little positive avenues to work on. I think the worst thing you can do, and we all have these days, myself included, but I think the worst thing we can ever do is just dwell on them and and become kind of paralyzed in fear out of it or paralyzed but with depression from it. But instead, you know, try and try and hone that into a more positive. Yeah, place. be proactive with it because yeah. that's what that's what I did. It's it's like if I ever have a bad time, like I actually always use my negative and turn a positive like if i'm having bad numbers or something that's when like i get down i get depressed and then like what pulls me out of it, i'm like oh you know what let's just change stuff and let's ramble it up and get really excited about it because sometimes you just need that little kick in the butt because it is a roller coaster you need that little bit extra momentum to get back up the hill so that's the little kick i need i agree and i think this is a great place to call it quits for this week now next week well we're recording this tonight but next week we're going to be talking about who owns your content this is a 
This is an interesting one that comes out of one of those, con- well, a couple of those controversial topics we mentioned earlier today. Uh, Nate and I had some run-ins with people that kind of tried to steer our streams in, in different ways, contrary to where we want to be as creators. So I think you guys will find that to be a very interesting one. Again, that's something that affects streamers of all levels, big, small, medium. You're going to have people that feel like they own your stream and want to take it somewhere. So I hope you will uh, you know, subscribe to the podcast and enjoy next week's episode. Uh, Nate, where can people find you between now and next week? Perfect. You guys can find me at twitch.tv slash gnarly underscore Nate and on Twitter and Instagram at gnarly underscore Nate TTV. Excellent. You find me over at twitch.tv forward slash Kyle Dempster Studios. I'm streaming Mondays, Tuesdays, uh, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. I'm starting at 4 p.m. now. I kind of was messing with my schedule, which is, again, something we encourage you guys to do. Find that sweet spot that works best for you and your audience. Uh, so find me over there on Twitch. I'm at twitter.com forward slash Kyle Dempster STU. Uh, you can f- email the show at path to partner at gmail.com. We would love your feedback on anything, um, topics you want us to hone in on in the future, you know, ideas for any of the topics we discussed in the previous week. We'd be happy to share your emails on air as well. I guess I should also say with that, if you want to give us any uh ratings on itunes or any of the platforms you're on that'd be amazing that helps get the word out to to people that are looking for a show uh what else do i want to say oh discord you can join you can find both nate and i at discord.gg forward slash kds and uh he's gonna do it for this week what do you say nate let's wrap it up huh i'm good with it let's go okay everyone enjoy your week and we'll see you next time bye-bye toodles